Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Benno Udry, Pavel Podkulzine, Joey Devine, Hakeem Warwick, Marcel Lafay, Sean Keane, Bastian Nakbar, Richie Fromm. Patreons, Matthew Del Rio, Muchos Gracias, Matthew, Kelly Dwyer, one of our two favorite KDs who write about basketball on a Substack platform, Sam Toman, thank you, Sam, musical guest, Shine Down, and now the temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast. And we should say right off the bat, Sean, we got an email about why I'm the temporary host. Do you want to explain that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we, we realize that is confusing. Yeah, we got a we got a text message to the, the Google Voice account. And um, uh, we started doing that when um, Dave Schilling had to step away from the show um, partly due to his contractual obligations uh, to not do other podcasts. The Turner besides... own sports uh, entity yeah. made him quit uh-huh. our podcast. Uh-huh. And so we jokingly refer yeah. to him as the the host now. Um, yeah, because he's now he's never technically been replaced. No, uh, Joey's still just keeping the seat warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, check out Dave's movie podcast, right. which is with uh, Jonah Ray, mm-hmm. and it is called Galaxy Brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a it is a polygon podcast. Uh, 
And uh, the most recent episode, they're talking about James Bond with Paul F. Tompkins. Mm-hmm. That sounds that a sounds man who good. also wears a suit. Um, and uh, you might like this. Uh, the review, the episode, uh, <laughs> the previous episode is about Venom. Let there be carnage, and uh, they call it the horniest superhero movie of all time. All right, and while we're plugging things for our friends, uh, we yeah. mentioned Kelly Dwyer. Oh um, yeah, you guys should all subscribe to uh, his Substack. Um, as opposed really to good. other people's substacks. <laughs> uh, yeah, the second arrangement. It's really good. Like, I believe uh, it's the only thing on Substack that is not run by an anti-Semite who uh, <laughs> was fired by the New York Times, right? <laughs> well, that uh, and Katie Heindel's. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. Yep, those are the two. <laughs> but subscribe uh, to the second arrangement. Uh, it's yeah. the best way to... Um, Get your basketball news from um, yeah. one of the funniest guys in the world. I mean, basically, I used to read uh, Kelly Dwyer. I it was one of my favorite things is to read Kelly Dwyer uh, sports columns every day. The Yahoo days, especially, but way back in the day. And, uh, and they're, they're also really funny. They're like, it's just uh, Kelly Dwyer has watched more basketball than anybody I know. Uh, he's also probably listened to more Steely Dan than anybody I know. Is that fair to say? Uh, it's him or Sean Hyken. Uh, yeah, he's more of a rush guy. I think. Well, anyway, uh, it's just really good. Like there was a there was a tremendous article just about the 1998 draft lottery and the amount of like anecdotes and jokes and great stuff. Yeah, they're just fantastic. Yeah, subscribe so, uh, to that Substack. Don't really subscribe good. to any of those former New York Times uh, writers' Substacks and um. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Sean, we've got some news we're kind of late on because we, uh, uh, we recorded our two episodes last week ahead of time. Do you want to walk us through our first news story? Yeah, our first news story, um... You know, I I would say this is the first um first holdout that seems like it was ended with almost like a hidden camera prank. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Uh Ben Simmons It ended with a jump scare. With a um, jump scare. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, Daryl Morey yeah, was uh was um in his bathroom and when he closed the medicine cabinet, Ben Simmons was just standing right behind. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ben Simmons, who had been holding out because of his trade demand and, uh, and also Daryl Morey's trade demand that he needed, uh, the rights to a firstborn son of whatever GM traded for Ben Simmons. That was too steep a price to pay. No one was able to answer Daryl Morey's riddles three to get access to the trade portal. So, um, you know, uh, that didn't work. So, <laughs> They were kind of negotiating Ben Simmons' return because he he hasn't been there. Uh, he mm-hmm. missed two preseason games. Uh, and while they were – it was like they were it, – it felt like Rich Paul was texting Elton Brand. Is that correct? Yes, I believe that's the case. Uh, which sounds like what you do when you're negotiating uh, like a, a, wit, a murder <laughs> suspect 
surrendering to the police. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we got to go to this place. And then Ben Simmons just showed up at the practice facility. Mm-hmm. And then and they were kind of like, happened, oh, Sean? we can't let you in. You need a COVID test. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. what happened? He still uh, hasn't been in the practice facility no, or played a game because he is unvaccinated. Yeah, he definitely is unvaccinated because they were like, ah, the health and safety protocols. And I have to say, we did predict this in mm-hmm. in our Atlantic Division preview. I suggested that maybe Ben Simmons would be just to keep this incredibly unleasant news cycle going. Well, would Ben Simmons be unvaccinated? Yeah, it looks and like we were getting bored like... with it at this point. But then yeah. something else happened, Sean. What did uh, Ramona Shelbourne leak yesterday about Ben Simmons? Yeah. That uh, his Sixers teammates believe he uh, oh, purposefully he... <laughs> tried to get COVID to get out of Game Seven against the Hawks. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, a masseuse for uh, the Sixers, I think, had a positive test, and they were trying <laughs> to figure out the close contact. And he just started texting like, people oh, yeah, like, yeah, "Yeah, it was me." <laughs> the massage, and then he wasn't exposed, so he had to play in Game Seven. So uh-huh. he cho- he chose to basically not really play in Game Seven. He just he took the offensive possessions off. Anyway, um, Sean, what's going to happen next here? What's your prediction? Because you already got one thing right. Yeah, well, he's got to. I mean, he's back. He should have. The problem is, I'm I am sympathetic to Ben Simmons uh, wanting to leave, but at the same time, he had four years left on his contract. You can kind of pull this off when you have one year left on your contract. Sometimes two. But, uh, so, I mean, wow, okay, Sean, so, you're going to get canceled for being anti-player empowerment. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the, I, look, I think the Sixers should have just traded him. But at the same time, um, I, I don't understand what his strategy was for just not showing up. Well, yeah. I think they thought he was going to get paid $8 million. I mean, I don't, I don't know what he was trying to achieve by holding out except if he didn't want to get vaccinated i guess that that was also a factor but uh not showing up is um the problem is they have his money and they uh he didn't he didn't have as much leverage as he thought with right because they thought they were pain. he he made a mistake he and rich paul made a mistake right where if they just said, acted normally, if they just shut up and waited to get paid and then not showed up for training camp, uh, but they sort of uh, showed their hand. Yeah, well, I mean, also the move is, uh, you know, I mean, John Wall is in Houston and he's not with the team and they're trying to figure out a trade or something, but he showed up like you just you kind of just have to show up. Um it's like Ben Simmons is almost like one of those teachers on probation mm-hmm. who just keeps showing up to work. Or my favorite thing, uh, a woman who worked at the visitor center with me uh, in in twenty in two thousand one. Uh, we worked in the Campanile Tower on campus, Joey, mm-hmm. and they closed it after nine eleven because they thought it was a, a terror threat. Which how I don't, many I don't, stories like, is we, that tower? Uh, you know, I should really know this, but I, I had the job where I took admission in the, in the nice, cool limestone lobby and not the job 
where you had to ride up the elevator and hear the history of the Campanile. I'm just saying it doesn't seem high enough for a plane to crash into, you know? It's not that tall. Well, and it's also, (laughs) it is also designed that if you hit it, it just falls into, they, it's a, it, it's, it's like designed to fall in one direction very safely. It's like a Jenga tower. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> and it's full of dinosaur bones, which mm-hmm. maybe Bin Laden hated dinosaurs. I don't know. I mean, but like what city would be more sympathetic to the Taliban in 2001 than Berkeley? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, there was a woman whose whole job was to um, manage the money that came in for the Campanile Tower. And they closed it for a whole year. And she just kept showing up at the visitor center and sitting in a chair for eight hours until they finally gave her uh, like a buyout, which was I it, it ruled like like it was very weird that that was happening the whole time when I would show mm-hmm. up and do my golf cart tours. Uh, she'd just be sitting there with and she wouldn't be working, but she wouldn't be not working. And uh, anyway, that's what Ben Simmons needs to do. Be like that lady. Uh, just show up and don't do anything. Right. My question is, is he going to try and play well or is he going to try and play poorly? Oh, interesting. Um, Like, is he going to pull a Harden or is he going to pull a like showing off for teams that want to trade for him? I think I think he's going to pull a Harden. I I don't think. What does that look like if you're Ben Simmons? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Your, your refusel to shoot. I don't uh-huh. know. Um, <laughs> Is it I mean, shooting every time? <laughs> it's weird because he has he just has so much time left on his deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like and at this point, he has now forfeited something like a quarter of a million dollars from this gambit, mm-hmm. which again is not that big a portion of his salary, but also seems like money he would like to have. It's kind of, it kind of seems like a bad move by Rich Paul to get that like. Everything else is fine. Try to create your leverage, but uh, just seems like he cost him a lot of money. Like that's still a lot of seven hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and then whatever the practice fines are, that's a lot of money. Still, even if you're rich. Um, well, uh, so I think. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to move on. Do we have one more thing you want to say? So, Sean, uh, we full dis- disclosure, uh, we recorded this episode on Sunday, and today is Tuesday. And uh-huh. there's been a massive update in the uh, Ben Simmons uh, <laughs> saga. Uh, let's walk through what happened yesterday. He practiced with his phone in his pocket. Joey, that was a that was a smashed up practice jersey. It, they did claim it was. <laughs> they did the claim dumb, it was a jersey. <laughs> it's the dumbest lie I've ever heard. It's like, look, I know that you know Rich Paul's work like. It just seems like you're going to deny that. Like, it, you just you just can't. I mean, how do you trust anything they're saying? Well, then. It's not a, it's not a jersey. <laughs> but, but then, uh, do you think, actually, a question. What do you, what apps do you think are on Ben Simmons' phone? Um, Raya, like, obviously. Raya, uh, Hinge. J date. I don't think. Oh well. No, you know what? Is you're right. Only, yeah. Is there is, an OnlyFans app? Is Hinge the one? Which is the one where the woman has to contact That's you Bumble, first? Bumble, Joey. He has Bumble for sure because you know he doesn't like to shoot uh, his own shot. Right. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, um, right. He's like, he's like, I'm just distributing this dick. Um, yeah, I, I imagine they're like sex apps mostly. Right. Uh, Do you think he has like Angry Birds? He might have Angry Birds. He has, he has like, I think he has like real basic phone games like candy he's a candy crush guy yeah yeah what if he had, actually i could see him playing uh the candy crush version that's soda yeah yeah this yeah sure yeah <laughs> i think it's called like soda saga or something like that yeah um, yeah, yeah. Uh, candy crunch pop edition <laughs> um i think he has angry Birds star wars for sure oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean that's just a good game um so then he was practicing with his phone in his pocket and claimed uh-huh. it was a jersey. Then they huddled up at the end to do, like, you know, basketball team stuff. Say, like, whose house is this or whatever. And he refused to join the huddle. Which is hilarious. It's uh, Props fun. to Ben Simmons for that one. To just dribble the ball around a huddle while the team has all their hands in. <laughs> But also, here's what here's my take on this, by the way. Uh-huh. Go ahead. The 76ers are not 12. Do they really have to do that after a practice? You know what I mean? Like what what are we doing here? But everybody does that. I know. No, but it's my problem is not with the 76ers. It's with like, why are we making adults do that after a practice? I mean I mean I could I could ask the very same thing about the free throw ritual. <laughs> Like we gotta, we gotta slap hands every time someone <laughs> takes a shot, no matter what happens. Maybe that's why Ben Simmons didn't want to do it because it reminded him of being at the free throw line. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then today, not uh-huh. hours ago, hours ago, this is breaking su- news. He was suspended uh-huh. because Doc Rivers told him to do a defensive drill, and he said no. And then uh-huh. Doc told him again, and he said no. Uh huh. And then Doc told him again, and he said no. And then they kicked him out of practice and only suspended him for one game. Oh, he's suspended for a game. Yeah, one game. I I thought he was just suspended from coming back to practice. They announced he was suspended for their opening game tomorrow. Well, I mean, obviously this is a labor action, so we we must support it. It also came out that he has yet to be paid a single dollar because they've been fining him so much. Oh, right, because he's still in the black. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's going to get fined for this, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's got that money in an escrow account that's just leaking away. So my question is, is if he's just going to get fined so much. Well, why how, how why not just go home hold- now? Um, I think, well... I don't know why they they haven't just sent him home. Well, the only reason he showed up was because of the money, right? And now they're just right. finding him to the point where he's not making any money and suspending him from games. Like, just go back home. Uh, yeah. I mean that that kind of seems like like I don't I don't really understand the stalemate. Like I don't I don't know what I I don't really understand what the Sixers think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna. Well, it seems like they brought him here to be like, that's not a paycheck for zero dollars. This is a paycheck for zero dollars. <laughs> you know, because he's Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I definitely kind of think that uh, this this feels like Meadow Soprano behavior. 
from from him? I don't know. I'm on Ben Simmons' side with this one, frankly. Why? Because <laughs> he's. I mean, I don't. I don't understand it from either side. But like, that that just like I'm not gonna do the I'm not gonna do the drills at practice. Mm-hmm. Like your move. But what? like, at at some point, like, okay. Uh, my question is just. Isn't this? I'm not freaking out about the the Tinder swipe right era or whatever, but like, he has four years left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Is this really a good thing for the NBA that a guy who you know took all the money mm-hmm. and then just like won't do anything? See, for the four but years, see, you know? uh, this on my. I understand where you're coming from with that, but, like, uh-huh. they fucking begged him to show up, yes. and now they're, like, mad he's acting mad at them? Like, yeah, well, obviously not- this is what was gonna happen. Like, you should have well, traded him months ago. They like, should have, tra- well, they should have traded him months ago, but I, I understand the idea of not wanting to get held up by rich paul when someone has a four-year contract but i just think this is what the pelicans did too but this to me isn't like a rich paul stick-up situation this is like they wanted they were gonna trade him they were trying to trade him and he's just like okay do it like you've been talking about it for two years like Stop being a fucking Daryl Morey quant and just do it. I'm not happy. You're not happy. Why are you forcing this marriage because you view me as an asset? Like, I'm not an asset. I'm a person, and I'm unhappy, well, and you're unhappy. Like, Well, he's he's also a giant baby, though. This is like... Sure. This is like... This is like... The thing is, I would feel differently <sighs> if it was a person other than Ben Simmons, because... I, I'm like, do you think this is the first time he's practiced with a phone in his pocket? No, but also practicing with a phone. But also, I don't think he's the first NBA player that's practiced with a phone in his pocket. Uh, you know, the Sixers have had problems with that over the years. Carl Anthony Towns is watching, uh, is watching a tiger fight a lion right now while doing pick and roll drills. Yeah. But do you, do you remember that happened with Amir Johnson? I do not. So I. When he was on his phone on the bench during a playoff oh, game, that I do. And then the story was, was like, "Oh, he had a sick relative," and it was kind of like, "I don't know if he did." Like, I all <laughs> respect to Amir Johnson. I'm sorry, Katie Heindel, Amir Johnson super fan, but I I also feel like maybe I don't know. I mean, playing for the Sixers probably sucks ass, man. Uh, <laughs> but but at the same time, I'm kind of like. I I don't know. This would I I guess I guess the idea is you force their hand by tanking his trade value as much. I just wonder if this is going to cost him like ten million dollars, and that seems like a bad move. Sure. Um, but you know what? You can't put a dollar amount on happiness. You kind of can. I, I feel like you definitely can. I mean, not if it's you're pretty married low to the Kardashians. Me, honestly, but... Um, <laughs> not married. Uh, not when you're dating a Kardashian. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, this is... Uh, I mean, look. The the not putting your hand in is really funny, though. I mean, I, just, 
I just think it's ridiculous that they're, like, surprised he's unhappy now. Like, what did no, they think was going to happen? Well, I don't, I don't think they're surprised. I think they're trying to make it as financially painful right. as possible. And that fucking sucks. That's gross. Like... They made, him, I, I, they made him come here just to find him. It's like they're trying to like you can't quit because you're you're fired, Ben Simmons. This I is like shitty boss behavior. But I don't I don't think that's gross though because he's refusing to work. Like that's you know what I mean. Like I think that would be if I just don't think it's that gross. I like, uh, then he's but trying don't to make fl- him come. Like you're not going to pay him anyway. They've already decided that. Like. I, I just think that this is definitely uh, a point where they they don't like what he did. Like that's mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. I feel like there's you know if you're if you're willing to sit out and you hate it so much that you'll sacrifice your salary, like you know, do it. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't I I just don't I don't have a lot of sympathy because he's making like thirty million dollars. I would feel I would feel bad if he was a minimum wage. Except worker. he's making zero dollars. Uh, it literally I, came out today that he's making zero dollars. <laughs> I I I think he's probably doing okay. All right. Well, um, that's our <laughs> I know, update. I know. Okay. You. I know that you're. I mean, look. You're. You have. You have established more labor credentials here, but mainly we should just focus on the fact that it is hilarious it is hilarious it's so funny i want um, him to, i want him to have a mcdouble in his pocket so bad on one of these <laughs> days um one I'm last thing oh i guess we should say that joel Embiid then had a press conference where he was like we're not here to babysit anyone and it's like yeah of course you hate babysitters because they tell you you can't drink as many shirley temples as you want all right um <laughs> Uh, back to the rest of our episode? Question mark? I don't know what's gonna happen, but, uh, yeah. Well, luckily for Ben Simmons, uh, there's a man out there who's, uh, giving contracts to the contract list, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I mean close contacts to the contact list. Uh, Uh, it's Kyrie Irving was uh, essentially just sent home by the Nets. Um. Yep. Because... It seemed like at one point they were going to uh, allow him to play in half their game to get vaccinated. But don't worry, Sean. He's not refusing to get vaccinated because he's anti-vax. Uh-huh. He's refusing to get vaccinated to uh, give a voice to the voiceless? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he said he chooses to be unvaccinated. That's his choice. And he asked you all to just respect that choice. Mm-hmm. Uh. He says he's not pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. I gotta say, seems pretty clearly anti-vaccine. Well, I mean, the the thing, the what the what he's selling though, right, is like he's not anti-vaccine. He's pro. He claims he's uh-huh. pro uh, personal choice, I guess, and also um, he's pro um, people not getting fired for not wanting to get the vaccine i guess that's that's who he says are the voiceless even though feels like we hear from those people a lot right i i mean i don't know um but i mean some of our most prominent uh pundits and uh prominent podcast producers seem like they're really speaking a lot about vaccinations 
but he he said, you really think I want to lose money? You think I really want to give up on my dream to go after a championship? You think I really want just want to give up my job? I don't I you know what? I don't care. I don't care what he's saying. Um, and he was he got some great cosigns from Stefan Marbury uh-huh. from Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. from Donald Trump Jr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> who, who is vaccinated, by the way? Donald uh, Trump Jr. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's definitely he's full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then so. So by being a voice for the voiceless, Kyrie. Uh, well, he gave also that voice... went on Instagram Live. Yes, yes he will not talk to the media because yeah. uh, they're pawns. I think. Well, no, they won't right? be. They're not allowed to be near him because they're vaccinated. Oh, right. That's also. A good I actually point. have a clip of Kyrie Irving. Hold on. Oh, great. Sec. Okay. Uh, here's a clip of Kyrie Irving's Instagram Should Live. Have to have a government issued license to drive a car. Hell no. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? The license? Yeah, pretty fun Instagram live, right? Yeah, it's good. It's good. He made, made some good points about, uh, you know, what's uh, next, man? Yeah. <laughs> what's, that, what's next, man? Making a kid get a vaccine before he goes to school? <laughs> For one for one game, didn't he only play one game at Duke? How many games did he play at Duke? <laughs> what 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 next? You're gonna have to have a license to inspect a building so it doesn't collapse. Anyway, um, anyway, the Knicks, go the Nets, the, the Nets said he will not be practicing or playing with the team until he complies with New York City's uh, vax mandate. He will only lose the salary he would have earned for those home games. And I guess I would think also like games in California. Well, also an incredible um, thing happened where they then leaked that they're not talking to him about a contract extension anymore. (laughs) No, no, he was eligible for, he actually was going to absolutely get a four year, $187 million contract extension like that. Uh, but he will not be receiving that anymore. And also, uh, yeah, they just sent him home. So, um, you know, good for sticking to your unloaded gun, which is also like a ancient blunderbuss. But uh, I would say this is an interesting, like, Simmons is a coward, right? <laughs> And not because he won't shoot threes, but because... No, but this is like, yeah, he's... It, it's, he, this is like the complete opposite of what's going on in Philadelphia, right? Where right, it's right. like... Well, Kyrie, look, he's misguided, but at least he, like, is believing in something. Well, it's kind I don't of know. I'm, no, I'm not going to give Kyrie props for that. Well, I just mean, I, I, like, from a standpoint where, like, Ben Simmons lost like three hundred thousand dollars and then was like i'm coming hi (laughs) where Kyrie is like really might give up like 40 million dollars here for his misguided terrible idiotic libertarian values (laughs) well also also i would say that uh you know with ben simmons is unhappy but people have you know asked that the team has met with him and said what do you want and he won't say Mm mm-hmm Kyrie wants something very stupid, mm-hmm. but he is at least clear about <laughs> what 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 that is. Right. I do think the my, the funniest thing about this Kyrie thing to me is 
the fact that what's gonna how long until like conservatives the conservatives holding him up as like a conserv like learn about his other politics right right like like what is ted cruz still gonna be standing with kyrie irving i mean i think the flat earth thing is honestly not really that big a problem no the bigger problem is the standing rock (laughs) the standing rock and like wanting to give food to poor people Mm -hmm. and uh like caring about the earth and uh Look, if they find out Kyrie's a Muslim, I feel like that will also completely fall apart. But I'm loving it right now. But I love, what if love this... the DTJ <laughs> is, now, is now a Kyrie fan. What if this somehow ends with them, like, like siding with Standing Rock? Like, if they, it turns out they care more about vaccines than, like, <laughs> oil. What do we do? And he somehow convinces them to get behind the water protectors. Um, right, right. Like, like suddenly they're just like, oh, Kyrie made a lot of sense. And he just, he sent them the right YouTube videos. Yeah. And suddenly the, the one living Coke brother is like, we had it all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. We build a biodome. I've said it before. Which... And I'll, oh. I'll say it again. Is Kyrie Irving is, perpetu- is perpetually... The guy on your college dorm floor who smokes too much weed and just watched Loose Change. And nothing mm-hmm. has changed there. Um, he means well, but he is a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, Sean, we had another superstar uh, not go to games this week. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain what's happening uh, in New Orleans with Zion Williams? Yeah, uh, well, it turns out... Zion Williamson. Why did I say Zion Williams? Anyway, go ahead. Uh, well, um, the piano man, David Griffin, Mm -hmm. has announced that, uh... He stopped playing Brick by Ben Folds 5 for 20 minutes to give a press conference. He said that, uh, there is no fixed timeline for his return to game action, but doctors are encouraged by the last batch of images taken of Zion Williamson, uh... And they're going to take more imaging in two and a half weeks. So that sounds like he's going to miss at least the next two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. Which Uh, he said, Griffin previously had said like three weeks ago that Zion will be ready to play in the first game. So once again, David Griffin, liar. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, He loves lying and then immediately getting caught in those lies. I mean, and I want to see the secret footage of him playing piano, an instrument he claims he does not know how to play. Well, and Zion claims he also would never let a man play piano for him, which right. Zion. Well, Zion said he would never go to a man's room <laughs> to which, watch. But to again, hear still, what if Zion? What <laughs> if John Legend invited you to his room for a private concert? You wouldn't go? Yeah, come on. Man. I mean, I wouldn't go because I think John Legend is boring, <laughs> but um, and wow. I'd worry his wife was there. <laughs> Be like, no thanks. <laughs> Joey, I'm a big fan of the Round Ball Rock podcast. Uh, I'm doing a recital for for me and Chrissy and our friend Yasher. Yeah, and, uh, and our friend Michelle Obama. And you're uh, like, eh, not really a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, Zion. Um, so he's secret. Apparently, Zion secretly had a fractured right foot mm-hmm. 
that was repaired surgically. Um, I, I don't know. Um, uh, even though the GM and the coach and Zion said he would be ready for the first game of the season, it sounds like he definitely will not because he's two and a half weeks about away from being cleared to uh, engage in physical activity with teammates. The weird, that is a weird phrasing though, because mm-hmm. it sounds like they're going to bang. Um, but no, he is allowed to run apparently. And uh, I'm sure that's not going to affect his conditioning at all, Joey. Well, um, this is touchy, but uh, I would say there are some pictures of Zion floating around from media day that appear as if he's not conditioned. I would just say that uh, not to not to body shame or talk about the images, but it does feel like the amount of lower body body injuries that Zion Williamson is suffering suggests that perhaps he would be more successful with a more lithe body. Mm-hmm. I would also be, I should say off the bat, I should, I would also be more successful if I had a better body. So I'm with you, Zion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like all, all of us need to change, but um, anyway, uh, get well soon, Zion. It, <laughs> the thing less about his body here, but I do want to say, it sort of feels like, right, that this is maybe a red flag for the continuing relationship between Zion and the New Orleans Pelicans, doesn't it? Like, it just feels like we're getting so many little breadcrumbs to a bad ending here, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems like they are... I mean, I don't know if you would necessarily and say... And I hope it. I'm wrong, I should say. I really yeah, hope oh, yeah, I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... It seems like there is not a lot of trust between those two people. Right. Because even his rookie year, there were some arguments about what his doctors were saying. It just sounds like they don't talk. Right. And it also specifically sounds like Zion is not necessarily using the Pelicans medical staff given that there's a lot of control it looks there's a lot of contrary information on both sides basically yes um now sean is there a song that perhaps david griffin could play zion to um maybe earn that trust back oh that's a good question um what if he played I'm trying to think if there's a good, like, a trust song. Maybe, like, Save the Best for Last, mm-hmm. the Vanessa Williams song. That's like, you know, you're, we're fated for us, and you're saving your best for the last half of the season when you might be in physical condition to play. Mm-hmm. Now, is there, a song, is there a song David Griffin could play, like, uh, um... Could have played Eric Bledsoe to make him a better basketball player. Oh, to get him more committed? Yeah, he could have... um, I'm trying to think, what what piano-based song? Maybe Your Song by Elton John? Sure. I mean, I think, you know... The... You know, I hope you don't mind. uh, Yeah, we we all know that song. Um, 
I mean, I think the obvious answer is David Griffiths. Slow, take it slow. Oh, this time we'll take it slow. Right? Ordinary People by John Legend would fix yeah, that's all of good, this. That's a good yeah. point. <laughs> and actually, have, could they get a duet? I don't know. Um, Man, the spirit of, you can hear the spirit of New Orleans in that. The most boring music alive. All right. Um, Sean, it's our Southwest Division preview. Uh, our first team. Uh, I mean, we're done, right? We're done with the news. We're doing, doing, I feel oh, yeah, like yeah. I should have a drop for these. Um, the Dallas Mavericks, Sean, are our first team up. They went 42-30. and 30, Good for approximately 49 wins in an 82-game uh-huh. season. They were fifth in the Western Conference. They, of course, lost to the Clippers in round one, three to four. They were ninth in offense, 20th in defense. Um, they said goodbye to, of course, Rick Long to, to Rick Carlisle and Donnie Nelson and uh-huh. eventually Harala Bob after he blew up everything. Um, <laughs> they said hello to uh, a couple of former Knicks, Reggie Bullock and Frankie Smokes. Uh, Moses Brown, Sterling Brown, and brought back Boban and THJ. Sean, who did they say goodbye to? Oh, man, they said goodbye to some guys they're not really that sorry to see go, I gotta say. J.J. Redick, Josh Richardson, Nico Melli, and the legend Tyler Bay. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, I didn't put it on the rundown, but uh, in terms of the Aristotle... There's six divisions in the NBA. There's six oh, right. elements of drama, according to Aristotle. This one is uh, diction, actually. Oh, why is that? Well, diction, Joey, is uh, how the dialogue, in addition to action, is a tactic that characters utilize for their opposing objections. These teams have a lot of narrative work that they're working on, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's to justify a tank, to justify a tank and a new yacht. Uh, to justify a culture of harassment and the continuing uh, projected success of uh, of Kristaps Porzingis, uh, there's just a lot of there's a lot of dialogue. They're trying to they're trying to basically delineate their own psychology in this mm-hmm. division. They're telling a story to themselves and to the world. And I got to say, for all of them, they all have some explaining to do. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, Sean. So our first team up is, of course, the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went forty-two and thirty, good for approximately forty-nine wins in an eighty-two game season, uh, which made them fifth in the West in the playoffs. They lost to the Clippers in a seven-game series, three to four. They were ninth in offense, twentieth in defense, and uh, they said goodbye to. Wait, we do say hello first. They said hello <laughs> to Reggie Bullock, Frankie Smokes, everybody's favorite Knicks, uh, Moses Brown, another Brown, Sterling Brown, and they, of course, brought back Bobon and Tim Hardaway Jr. Sean, who did they say goodbye to? Uh, they, they said goodbye, and I'm going to say they said good riddance to a bunch of these guys. J.J. Redick, mm-hmm. Josh Richardson. Nico Melli, and the legend himself, Tyler Bay. Mm-hmm. Well, they also said goodbye to uh, 
one of the best coaches in the NBA, Rick Carlisle, and one of the better GMs in the NBA, Donnie Nelson. Um, uh, they also said goodbye to uh, gambling creep Haralabo Vulgaris, I believe. We, uh, he's probably friends with Mystery, the pickup artist, right? <laughs> Feels like he would be. Yeah, I feel, I feel like they've like they're like Eskimo brothers at least. <laughs> um, first things first, so Sean, uh, they also hired Jason Kidd. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And we've said a lot about Jason Kidd. We're not going to get into it. He's a bad person, but more importantly, he loves wearing bad shirts. Sean, do you want to talk about Jason Kidd's shirt? <laughs> it's uh, it's truly incredible. This picture that came out, I think, has actually sparked more discussion about this team than anything else mm-hmm. that they've done this offseason. Just a single photo of Jason Kidd wearing uh okay first of all it's a shirt that doesn't fit no it doesn't fit at all uh it kind of looks like something he would wear if he were part of the fast and the furious crew a little bit yeah um the collar is gigantic Mm -hmm. very normal collar find a new slant Uh uh-huh um it's white but also you can see that he's wearing a dallas shirt Mm-hmm. He is, yeah, it is white, and he's wearing what looks like a Dallas Mavericks shirt. So it had a very large collar. Uh, my thing that uh, people were so distracted by the shirt itself. Mm-hmm. So There's actually a photo of the back of his head wearing uh-huh. the shirt, and uh, it appears Jason Kidd never takes his baseball cap off because the top of his head is about three shades lighter. Than the back half, the bottom half, and his neck, which is something Vin Diesel would never do. Mm-hmm. Um, he absolutely would not do that. Yeah, mainly because Vin Diesel knows that the power of his entire aura comes out of the top of his head. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And uh, Jason Kidd's. Or uh, more comes out of, like, his ass, would you say? Just, like, talking out of his ass? I don't know. I, there's <laughs> no one I dislike more in the NBA, I think, than Jason It's Kidd. funny, he just feels so, um, he's so unpleasant. Yeah, his whole vibe sucks. <laughs> yeah, like, if you saw Jason Kidd, you'd be like, and you didn't know he was jason kidd you'd kind of be like i don't really want to sit next to that guy right um let's sit on the other side of this in and out burger yeah that that is definitely where you would see jason kidd um an actual basketball question for you sean yes is are the dallas mavericks any better because they were um, 20th no <laughs> i mean i don't think they are it doesn't really <laughs> seem like they're that different like they added reggie bullock that seems like He's, He's certainly better than Josh Richardson, right? But I always thought that Josh Richardson's thing was he was supposed to be good at defense. Yeah, but isn't Josh Richardson's thing sort of he's not good if he's not playing for the Miami Heat? I mean, he's just kind of not that good. Yeah, I mean, he, we were kind of wrong about him, I think. And, you know, like, I like the idea of them having Frank the, Frankie Smokes, but, like, uh-huh. just because I kind of like him and he's still... Like that, you know, here's the thing. I would feel great about Frankie Smokes uh, if Rick Carlisle was the coach. Doesn't that seem like a real Mavsy guy where you'd be like, wow, he's 
playing 18 good minutes for this team. I just don't know what to expect from Jason Kidd. Yes. Um, now, I do think their offense will be a little better. I do but... not, because off- the Bucks' offense was not very good when he was their coach, wasn't it? When he was the coach, right? Uh, wasn't both was their, their offense and their defense bad? I think their defense was the one that was... He played this insane uh, scheme that just gave up um, tons of open threes, mm-hmm. which was, you know, a controversial yeah. uh, decision to make. In, but did they also, if I remember right, take a lot of mid-rangers for some reason? <laughs> um, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked at that. Well, let's, let's see. So his... His most successful year, they went 42 and 40 and lost in the first round. With that team, they were 13th in offense and 19th in defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, like, for a certain type of player, he's good. Like, he really helped uh, Sean Livingston, I think, as a player. Sure. But, no, his his offense is 2014 and 15, they were really bad at offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had Giannis. Think, yeah, they had young Giannis, <laughs> but they they had Giannis, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, you just don't. I, mean, I I just I think kind of like now it's possible that his whole idea is just let Luca create. Well, that's what's going to happen, and that probably like we can talk fine, shit but, all we want about the coach, but they still have Luca Doncic, right? Like, yeah, it just. It feels like maybe, and I don't know, like in crunch time, it just seems like he gets the ball all the time and isos mm-hmm. and often pulls something off, but it feels like they could make things easier for him. Right. This team is weird because it's like, it's a real test, right? Like how good, right? Because like, it still feels like, I don't know, like. Maybe, like, okay, Porzingis, let's say Porzingis is better this year, right? Like, just for funsies. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, who, exactly. and Tim Hardaway Jr. is their third best player, right? I think that's probably right. Who's yeah. their fourth best player? Maxi Kleber? God. Uh, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know. It's very hard to. And I like Maxi Kleber, but it's still, like, too. a they... lot of. It feels like a pretty steep drop off from Luca to somebody else. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Would Dorian Finney-Smith would he be one of your candidates? Jalen Brunson? I just, I just don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think they'll be the same. And I don't know. I, I, I don't. I'm not like casually familiar enough with their cap stuff to see if there's something they can do or if they're waiting for a particular summer but Mm -hmm. uh it just doesn't seem like it it seems like they again have a bunch of useful dallas mavericks role players Mm -hmm. who are also like making 10 million a year all of them right weird team weird team don't like the coach don't like the players love luka Doncic. um yeah and now they have like a nike guy as their gm well you know me i love thj we should uh just say right off the bat i've i've been a thj defender for a long time um oh yeah i mean like lucas lucas good enough that he 
on, you know, like a roster of guys you just signed at the at the YMCA, mm-hmm. that team wins 35 games, you know. Um, Sean, which Sopranos character is the Dallas Mavericks? Which Sopranos character is Dallas Mavericks? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say they are Richie April. Why is that? Well, because they're like, they're a little too, they've been, they were like way too thirsty when they mm-hmm. got out of the jail of a really old roster and the seventh seed. And they like pushed things way too hard, way too fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also uh, made a commitment to just kind of like a monstrous shrew of a player in Kristaps Porzingis. That's a lot like Richie's relationship uh, with Janice. Mm-hmm. And uh, they always want respect, even though uh, they dress terribly. I'm going to say, all right, so it's now my turn to say who the uh, newsroom character the Dallas Mavericks are. Yes. And I'm going to say uh, the Dallas Mavericks are Jennifer, Jenna Johnson, who is, of course, the sophomore student that asks Will McAvoy if America's the greatest country on earth. Wow. Okay. Uh, right. And later gets hired to be his assistant at Newsnight. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, mainly because... Uh, Luka Doncic is really uh, challenging the league here, saying, how good am I actually? <laughs> Sean, they're over under. Yes. Is 48 and a half. What do you got? Yeah. I'm going under. I just don't like the team. I'm also taking the under. I don't like the team and I don't like the coach. I love Luka Doncic, but. Okay, d- d- here's my thought it feels, This feels like a 45 win team. Like, I still think they'll make the playoffs, but just, you know, what happens if Luca sprains his ankle badly and misses seven games? Right. The team's going to go, like, one and six. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, they're still going to be scary in the playoffs. They still have Luca, but uh, it doesn't seem like they're they're helping him all that much. Mm-hmm. All right. The Memphis Grizzlies, Sean, last year went 38 and 34. Good for approximately 43 wins. Good for ninth in the West. Uh, they beat the Spurs in the playoff play-in game, then the Warriors in the play-in game, then lost to the Jazz in round one, one to four. They were 15th in offense, then 6th in defense. Um, they said hello to Steven Adams, Jarrett Culver, Sam Merrill, Zaire Williams, and Santi Aldama, and I gotta say, of all the guys I saw in Summer League, I did not like Santi Aldama's game the most. (laughs) Um, That's the, uh, is that the Zaire Smith Memorial Summer League Award? Yes. Uh, uh, For a guy where you're like, Who did they say goodbye to? Uh, They say goodbye to Jonas Valanciunas, uh, tripping enthusiast Grayson Mm -hmm. Allen, and the oft-injured Justice Winslow, who cost them quite a lot of cash, yeah. given how much money they paid to buy out Dion Waiters. Uh, Sean, my first question is, uh, this was a weird offseason for the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Yeah, it was. They, I mean, I kind of, I like, I don't have any particular opinion on Zaire Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, except I like him. Um. I kind of liked 
I mean, his his interview sounded very Kyrie-ish at the draft. I didn't like that. I don't like that he went to Stanford, but he also barely played at Stanford, so mm-hmm. that kind of negates it. It's like the Kyrie Irving Duke corollary. Sure. Um, I mean, he's clearly not going to do anything this year. Right. But I do like the idea of them taking a home run swing at somebody. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I, I'm I'm also not going to pretend like I have any idea how these draft guys are going to come out. So, like, I kind of I get the idea that you would assume uh, this contract and like, you know, it's not really John Morant's prime yet, but it's a little bit of a bummer, I would say, just because they were so fun last year and they were yeah. so energetic in the playoffs. And I, I just, you know, it. it it just feels like they're it's not exciting to see a team kind of consolidate and take a shot at like a slightly better value pick that'll pay off in two or three years. You know, mm-hmm. like it It just it seems like a lot of these moves that Memphis makes now, maybe maybe, you know, maybe they're just they just want their guy. They seem like they often uh, give up a lot or pay a lot of money for what seems like it's not that big an improvement. Now maybe, I mean, their owner's really, really rich, so maybe it doesn't matter, but I just, I just sometimes think if you're willing to just burn all this money on buyouts, uh, maybe you could, maybe you could get someone better in the exchange. That's all. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about that, but it seems like they're taking a pretty big bet on the guy who was their second best player in the playoffs last year uh not being that much better than a guy who would bowl the last 3 years. Yeah, I mean Stephen Adams looks rough and I mean mm-hmm. maybe maybe you're clearing a path for Jaron Jackson. Well, I mean Jr. that's the idea, right? Is like they they think Jaron Jackson Jr is going to He was he had a bad year last year but he was hurt the entire year. Uh-huh. Uh I really like him. He only gets like four rebounds a game. He's like a Clifford Robinson style power forward. But yeah, um, and you know they have some bad. They have some. You know they have Brandon Clark. They have Xavier Tillman. Uh, it seems like they're asking. I I'm. It feels to me like they're placing a pretty heavy bet on Tillman and Jackson here. And then Steven Adams is just supposed to kind of eat minutes, right? I think that's the idea. Or that they just think that he'll be so much better defensively that they can lose the scoring from Valens Yunus. Um, I don't know. And then they and then they basically got another lottery ticket with Jared Culver, well, which that's I mean, a, that's I, a I failing a lot lottery of, ticket. Um, yeah, that's it's, a, <laughs> it's not a not a great one. But um I don't know. I mean, they they still have not compromised their future at all. It no. just seems like, and I should say, I, in summer league, uh, both Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman were like real second year dominant. You know. Which oh, is I you love I see. love that kind of summer league guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Tillman was like fucking getting the rebound and, like, dribbling and shit. I would say, yeah. of all the second-year players, those guys and Sadiq Bey were, like, the most dominant guys I saw. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is this is probably what they should be doing. And, you know, they were the ninth place team last year. And, and it's always a positive when you get rid of Grayson. Right. I know. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Look, there are Grizzly fans I know who actually it, he was very polarizing for Grizzly fans. Like right. our friend Keith hated him and thought they were bad when Grayson played. But I know other Grizzlies fans who thought they were good in his minutes. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he kind of knocked the Warriors out of the playoffs this year, honestly. I mean, I would say what knocked the Warriors out of the playoffs this year. Not having enough good players, but that's just me. <laughs> but I mean, specifically in the game, they got knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, uh, it made it sting a lot more. I wouldn't it, mind I, it. No. Like the um, Tillman shot, oh no, a lot of Warriors fans were upset about that. But I was like, Xavier Tillman is cool. I can live with that. It's the three threes Grayson Allen hit before that made right. me mad. Uh, uh, yeah, and exactly. Basically, it it's sort of. Not that exciting, but also probably what they should be doing. Because we're about to talk about another team who did not treat uh, a high pick in the 2019 draft quite the same way. Well, we'll get to that. Um, Sean, who is the Sopranos character for the Memphis Grizzlies? Uh, Little Polly Germani. Little Polly, you know. Um, Do you want to remind our listeners who Little Polly is? Well, he's played by Carl Capotorto, obviously. Uh, he's like a he's Paul. He's regular Polly's cousin. Um, he definitely he's the guy that, along with Benny, who was played by Max Casella, uh, play the Dean Martin song from mm-hmm. the dock to intimidate that guy who. Uh, bought the house he's kind of uh he gets beat up a lot Mm -hmm. uh and he also hangs out with christopher moltisanti a lot and uh he gets pushed out of a window by christopher moltisanti as well Mm um yeah so he's um what he is is you know he's he's a soldier he's not too ambitious uh he's a grit and grind kind of guy and he's willing to just kind of hang out and and see what happens. He's he's mm-hmm. pacing himself, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think... Oh, man, this one is really funny. Uh, as for a newsroom <laughs> character, I think that uh, they... Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are, of course, Natalie Morales' character, Kaylee, who is Neil's girlfriend, who the only thing we know about her... That's Neil is, of course, uh, Dev Patel. Def Patel character's uh, girlfriend. The only thing we really know about her is that her dad died on 9-11. All right, Sean, <laughs> their over-under is uh, 41.5. So Vegas thinks they're worse than because they won approximately. Sean, do you believe in John Morant to take the over I do. I really believe in John Morant. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I... I I kind of think the offense will be worse. I mean, I I guess the defense could be better, but you know what? I'm taking I'm taking the over. I want to root for these guys. It's 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 like right on. I think they're going 42 and 40. I'm taking the over too, and I think they're going to win 44 games, Sean. Oh, 
Um, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is just so much better when he's not hurt the entire season. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm betting on Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, so I'm taking the over here. That's the that that's the thing for me too. Is I don't really see a reason why they'd be all that much worse. Like it, I just I just think Jaron Jackson plays a lot. Uh, that'll that should be able to replace some of the uh, Valentina scoring. And, yeah. you know, if these guys are making more threes, great. Um, all right, the New Orleans Pelicans, Sean. We talked about them earlier. Last year, they went 31 and 41. Good for approximately 35 wins, which was also good for 11th in the Western Conference. They were 9th in offense and 24th in defense. Uh, they said hello to Jonas Valanciunas, Devontae Graham, Graham, Thomas Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, and Trey Murphy, Trey Murphy the third, and Herb Jones. Sean, who did they say goodbye to? Uh, they said goodbye to Lonzo Ball, Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, Wesley Uwundu, and James Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot of people to say goodbye to. It really is. Mm-hmm. A lot of good players. Um, well, one good player. <laughs> yeah, it's one it's one guy they're gonna miss. Um Sean, my first question is, is this a weird Is this the weirdest team of ads and subtractions we've got? Yes, absolutely it is the weirdest one. Um and it's weird because it's some guys that I kinda like adding to the team. Like like I like Valence Yunus. Um we both like Tomas Sadoransky. I uh, like Devontae Graham. Uh, it's their I'm, turn Trey Murphy to get... rocked in some league. See, that's the that is that is the reason for optimism for this team. I think is Trey Murphy because you look at this. Who's their their starting backcourt right now? Mm-hmm. Is Devontae Graham. And Nickel uh, Alexander, Alexander Walker, yeah, yeah, um, that doesn't seem great for a team that has playoff aspirations. Mm-hmm. And then you've got so Devontae Graham can shoot, and I think Naw also shoots okay from the outside. But it seems like a little bit of a like a little lack of spacing. You know, you've got Ingram Williamson, and then I guess they're starting. Uh, Valence Yunus. Uh, it just it feels like that's a rough backcourt. Well, are you sure they're not going to start Kyra Lewis instead of Devonte Devonte Graham? Graham? Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe they they could do that. I'm just going. Or I'm Najee going by. Marshall and play not point guard. Maybe isn't Najee Marshall? He he is listed on their depth chart as their backup power forward. Yeah, I mean he's. I think he plays small forward. Um six yeah. six. I don't know. Um Najee Marshall. They also cool, have though. Josh Hart, who is also a short I mean, they have a lot of short forwards on this yeah. team, that's for sure. Um But you know, Zion's gonna be out for at least the first two or three months of the season. So I guess <laughs> I guess <laughs> I don't I don't trust these injury reports. Like, oh, oh, just a simple surgery. To repair a broken foot mm-hmm. in the NBA, like, like yeah, that that's gone well for the last fifty years. Um, 
But no, I mean, I guess they'll probably start. They probably will start Najee Marshall, Joey. Yeah, I think they might start Najee Marshall. Um, or Josh Hart. Uh, I mean, it's just it it just doesn't seem like these guys are that good. Like, like you've got Ingram and Zion, and they're good. Um, yeah, Jonas um, is good. I don't know why. Not I a lot of shooting him. there, though. It is not a lot of shooting. I mean, Ingram's a good shooter from the outside. I mean, he's uh, not as good as he you think he is, though. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. <laughs> I I get what you're saying. He there. looks like you. You look at him and you're like, this guy's like Kevin Durant. And then it's like, no, this guy's best skill is like his ability to like handle the ball. I am um, <laughs> I am shocked that his stats are like identical from the last two years. Though. Yeah, he's like good. The, like the minutes, the points, the percentages. I kind of don't think. Zion tries that hard. I mean, that's mean to say, but nobody seems that good on defense. Oh, on D, you want to talk about defense? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like Valanciunas is big and he tries, but he does. Ingram, Ingram is theoretically a good defender, but I don't. I, don't, I mean, like. It doesn't seem like their perimeter defense is going to be that great. It doesn't seem like Zion is particularly committed to defense either. I don't know why they wouldn't still be, like, the 25th best defense in the league. I mean, Josh Hart's pretty good at defense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Trey Murphy, he's a rookie, but he's an old rookie. I think he might be okay at defense right away. He went to Virginia, so you can you can kind of bet yeah. on that. I just, I just think they've... Uh... Devontae Graham can't guard anybody. Right, and so Kyra small. Lewis is pretty small. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, the offense. Look, if Zion's like running the point for this team, it does feel like the offense could be really very good. good and put yeah. up a lot of points. But just in terms of, I guess, I guess what I think for this team is they seem incredibly inconsistent. Yeah, right. And part of that reason is. When they can't stop anyone, they would blow giant leads last mm-hmm. year. New and new coach too. New coach Willie uh, Green. No more st- no more Stan Van Gundy. Willie yeah, Green that's seems like a, a good positive. assistant, uh, but uh, I I just think the organization seems jacked up. Like it's not like, it's, it's not an encouraging start. That's for sure. Well, it feels like there's like a power struggle between the team president and the team's best player and Willie Green seems like he is in a rough spot. Yeah, this is a hard first coaching job for sure. Who'd have thought, Sean? Um the NBA hired a black guy to uh uh be the scapegoat when a team blows up. That never yep, happens. Well, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. see another one in our next preview, Joey like, too. So. That happens I so many really good black coaches get one shot in the worst situations possible and then they never get to be head coaches again and it (laughs) fucking sucks and often do fine given the standards but it's like yeah um like poor jb bickerstaff has has anyone coached weirder in weirder situations in the history of the nba than him and it's happened to him three times you know when you you know when you're like playing football with your friends and there's an odd number of players and you designate someone all-time qb he's the nba's all-time interim coach yeah yeah um well 
And Luke Walton is still employed. Who's the uh, who's the Sopranos? Which Sopranos team is are the New Orleans Pelicans, John? Uh, they are Vito. Oh, why are they Vito? A eh, bit of a weight problem. Not a lot of a lot of problems with honesty and communication. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, they much like when Vito got a job at a construction site when he was on the lam. Uh, they don't really work very hard. Um, I'm gonna say the newsroom character that the uh, <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans are is they are Elliot Hirsch, who is David Harbor's character. He hosts the news program on after the newsroom's show, and he's kind of an empty suit who means well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean, over under thirty nine and a half. I can't believe I'm Are saying this, but four games better than last, five games better than last year. I I don't think so. I'm I am down on this team. I'm going under. I can't believe I'm going under thirty nine and a half, but I am again. Like like I I just think it's so discouraging that uh, Zion's going to miss the first. Yeah, look, he's going to miss the first three weeks at right? least. We can, right? Yeah, we can say that. Um, and I mean, are we supposed to assume he's going to be healthy the rest of the time? I don't. I, I just don't. Who do they I don't play know. In those first weeks. The West is tough, man. Well, it's funny because I don't know. The West is weird this year because I don't think there's very many like great teams. Mm-hmm. Um, like I am pretty sure the NBA champions are coming out of the East this year. Um, but I feel like there's not a lot of like chaff. You know what I mean? It seems like yeah, yeah, all yeah. the West teams are wheat. There used um, to be kind of like more free wins. So they they start the season by playing I'm Philly play at home. Sixers, T-Wolves. T-Wolves twice, but both on the road. And the Bulls the on the Hawks, road. The Hawks, the Knicks, the Kings. I mean, to me, this could be like a one and Thunder, five, one and six this start. This is not good. The yeah. Nets. A lot of like hungry teams too yeah. that will like I mean, could they start two and six, one and seven? I'm taking the under two. I if Zion were healthy, I actually weirdly think I would take the over, but I'm yeah. taking the under. But if you're removing three weeks from him, that's yeah. that's like I feel like that's enough. But anyway. That yeah. being said, I kinda think that the all of the play in game teams are gonna be under five hundred this year. Uh, I don't think I can, I'm rolling them out of the play-in. Um, no, no, not at all. I think that's, I think that's right, yeah. Uh, alright, the San Antonio Spurs, Sean. Mm -hmm. Uh, last year they went 33 and 39, good for approximately 38 wins and 10th in the West. They lost the play-in game to Memphis. They were 21st in offense, 17th in defense. They brought in Doug McDermott, Bryn Forbes, Thaddeus Young, and Zach Collins, Al Farouk Aminu, Josh Primo, and Joe Weiskamp. Joey, will you just look at that photo I mean, of I've Joe Weiskamp? Him, I liked. I saw him in person. <laughs> um, it's 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 a look he's got. Yeah, he kind of looks like um, if Zach Collins were a a caricature. Right. Like that's uh, uh, someone drew him on the beach. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, Sean, who did they say goodbye to? 
Uh, they said goodbye to DeMar DeRozan, Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, Gorgie Jang, and Trey Lyles. Oh, so like the majority of their good players? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Sean, what's the best reason to watch this team? I mean, there's it, it's not super inspiring. I guess you want to watch the young guards and see, like, Deontay Murray. Like, how's Deontay Murray going to do? It's, are we still calling him young? Like, at what point oh, does Dejounte Murray, <laughs> uh, to Dejounte Murray, stop being young? You know what I mean? Oh, uh, and yeah, well, he is twenty five years old. You're, That's you're what right. I'm saying. Now, like, now is the time when he's. Uh, he's been in the league since 2016. Yeah. Yep. He was in the. He was teammates with Marquis Chris in college. Okay. Fair enough. Um. God, uh, maybe maybe the novelty of seeing the Spurs rediscovered the three-point shot, possibly. Um, I think Lonnie Walker's cool, but I'm not really sure I think of that, think that because think of his good, play. Though. Yeah, I kind of just think Devin he's a Devin Vassell cool was guy. pretty good last year, right? Um, um yeah, I mean, I, I kind of believe in Devin Vassell. How did yeah, Devin Vassell last year? Jakob Pertl was really good last year, shockingly. Uh, I don't know. I just don't know why you'd watch this team. I'm sorry, Spurs fans. They they seem um, not very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, I don't know that the guys they lost were so bad to lose. Like, obviously, DeMar DeRozan is an incredible floor raiser. Mm-hmm. But it, but the team at least uh, seems to embrace what they are a little bit more. Um, oh, well, you know, my other... question is, what are they though, Sean? Well, I mean, not a cont- not like a contender holding on anymore is what is all I'm saying. <laughs> sure, I'm like they. This is this is the, you know, I mean, look, no, there's no. I, I don't really feel like there was any reason to for them to be like we need instead of getting being the ninth or tenth best team mm. but uh you know they, they kind of like freed patty mills right yeah, go, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah go somewhere um but yeah i mean they're they're not a good team that's kind of what they are uh yeah and, you know they yeah it's weird to think of that because i when you're caught when i'm like oh yeah Dejounte murray that young guard and you're i'm still like oh let's see what he Turns into, and it's like, well, he's turned into it already. How old do you think Derek White is, Joey? 27, I know. I know how old he is. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I I mean, I do think there's a, you know, adding adding Thad Young, I feel like is is a perfectly fine exchange for Rudy Gay. Like, that's that's pretty close. Uh, But... I don't know. Thad Young was good on last year's Bulls team, but the year before it was like, should they waive Thad Young? Like, <laughs> I just, I think he's, uh, I mean, but I, I just don't think Rudy Gay is that great. You know what I mean? At the same time. I mean, I think he's at least a competent NBA player, something I'm not sure this team has a lot of. Right. I just, I think that, I think that that is, that to Thad Young is closer to a lateral move, whereas DeMar DeRozan, they have no replacement mm-hmm. for whatsoever. And so 
it's kind of weird. Like who's going to, who's going to get the shots on this team? Derek white, I guess. Right. Jakob Pertl. Like, you know what? Jakob well, no, Pertl? it's going to be like one of those. It'll be Vassal Vassell or like, uh, Lonnie Walker or Lonnie Walker, I guess. Right. Like maybe DeJounte Murray will average 25 points a game. I don't know. Um, yeah. Sean, you have a question about this team, though? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, as we know from Bill Simmons, playing on Team USA is the greatest and most important thing that a player can do for his development. And this should be true for coaches, too. Will Greg Popovich finally get it together in the playoffs after his gold medal campaign at the Olympics? Uh, I mean, does getting it together count as like a political rant? before and after the games maybe yeah, halfway through the game <laughs> yeah that he's he's gonna start advocating uh for political causes during that that sideline interview yeah and it'll be like some cia thing too where it's like oh he's talking about cuba all right um yeah. <laughs> sean who are the san antonio spurs from the sopranos oh yeah they, these guys are hesh Oh, interesting. Older dude. I was gonna uh, say Uncle Junior, but yeah, sure. Yeah, does a lot. Does a lot. Uh, kind of yeah, a little tight with money. Um, I I actually should have made this somebody else. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change it to Uncle Junior, Joey, because I just yeah. realized who Ash actually is. <laughs> um, yeah, Uncle Junior, old. Uh, might be losing it a little bit, but uh, still respected for all that he's done. Uh. Kind of, kind of propped up a little bit by the the more important people, but uh, you know he still gets a taste. Uh this one's easy. Uh the San Antonio Spurs are Charlie Skinner, who is Sam Waterston's drunk oh, character on the show. Fun character, Joey. Um, he is uh his role is almost entirely to uh, joust with Jane Fonda's CEO character. Um, and defend the news. He's a, he's a real, he's like a Popovich rant in a bow tie. Oh, I like it. Um, Sean. I'm gonna hate it when we have to watch that show. <laughs> over under 38 wins. Or 28 and a half, sorry. 28 and a half wins. Uh, you know, I'm weirdly going over with this <laughs> one. And I kind of can't believe it. But they're... They're not like bad enough, basically. They're they're medi- they're really mediocre, mm-hmm. but to get to get like below twenty five wins, you have to almost be like tearing down or intentionally tanking. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I just don't think they're going to be bad enough because they're not going to tank. I disagree with you. I think this team fucking sucks. I am taking the under. I think they're winning like twenty two. What a way for Coach Pop to go out. Um, yeah, I just don't. Who's their third best player? Jakob Pertl? Yeah, probably Jakob Pertl. I just don't see how that you win more than 25 games with your with Jakob Pertl, who I think is pretty good being your third best player, though. But I think I think if you have if you have like the 12th best defense in the league, you're going to win. 29 games. I just don't think they have enough adults. Like, 
all of the guys they left that left last year, except for Trey Lyles, are like veterans in the NBA, whether they're good or not. Like, yeah, I just have a I have a real like Doug McDermott might lead this team in scoring. <laughs> but I just I just I just like I don't feel like Patty Mills to Bryn Forbes is a huge downgrade. I don't feel like Rudy Gay to Thad Young is a huge downgrade. I don't. I don't know why they're 10 games worse. That's all I'm saying. I still think they're bad. I I think they're really bad. And I don't think Pop is going to give a shit. Because um, at least before he was like enjoying hanging out with Tim Duncan on his staff or whatever. Like there's right. no reason for him to be there other than a rant to the media. Um, all right. I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to, to those. The Houston Rockets, Sean. Last year they went seventeen and fifty-five, good for fifteenth in the West. They did not make the playoffs. Twenty-seventh in offense, twenty-seventh in defense. Uh they said hello to Daniel Tice, Jalen Green, Usman Garuba, Josh Christopher, Alperin Sangoon, and Dacian Nix. A lot of rookies. Oh right. I forgot about Dacian Nix. Damn. Um, okay. And Sean, who did they say goodbye to? Uh, it is a bunch of guys you had no idea were even on the Rockets. Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, Sterling Brown, DJ Wilson, and Kyrie Thomas all left. Sean, they've already sent John Wall home to uh, start Kevin Porter Jr. at point guard. Is this a good yeah. idea? Uh, oh, starting Kevin Porter Jr. at point guard or sending John Wall Both. home? Both. <laughs> uh... Sending John Wall home is just fine. Oh, what about Although, starting starting Kevin Porter well, Jr. at point guard? I, I almost suspect that sending John Wall home is some kind of insurance scam for Tillman. He of heard course. about that FBI investigation. Yeah. He's like, I want to get in on that. Um, I don't think starting Kevin Porter Jr. at point guard is a good idea in terms of winning games. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I think you might as well try it because if he can play point guard a little bit then you can just play him alongside Jalen green i don't think it'll work but uh i mean just just for this team it's like who cares it's like a bad idea in terms of winning games but like you know what i mean kevin porter is like the most volatile young player in the nba Mm -hmm. they sent dante they cut dante exum today we should also say oh so um, the oldest people on their roster now are Eric Gordon, uh-huh, who's uh thirty two and David oh Daniel Tice, who's twenty nine and David Boy, doesn't he Nwaba, feel older than that who's twenty eight oh, and I forgot Daniel House's man, and Eric Gordon is signed through uh well, he has a partial two two more years and then. A partial guarantee. Now he can, <laughs> he can he can get his next deal guaranteed by making the All Star team. However, in twenty twenty three twenty four. You know what I'm going to say about this team right off the bat is this team is going to be bad. Yes, but this team is going to be fun as hell to watch lose. Yeah, I, I, mean, w- I would it, be pumped if I were a Rockets fan because a, a bunch of fun all guys. of these guys are weird and fun. <laughs> Jason yeah. Taint is weird and fun. Christian Wood, weird and fun. 
mm-hmm. Garuba weird and fun. Yeah. Um, I don't really. Jalen Jalen Green rocked in summer league. Like, no, he's cool. He's like he's a great. He's going to be a really good player, and he's a really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're just you know they have five rookies. Yeah, this is a uh, Timberwolves ass team. Oh, they also I forgot they have DJ Augustin who's thirty three. Oh, okay. Um, See, that's a that's a veteran presence. <laughs> um, uh, Danny L- Randy Ledoux's favorite player because he led the league in um, offensive efficiency that one year. Um, Sean, how funny would it be if Tillman Fertitta accidentally paid the luxury tax this year? Oh, it would be so great! And they're like, "Oh, we just forgot to get like <laughs> like we forgot to pay it that one year. We forgot to go under." Yeah. This- <laughs> Oh my gosh, what were we, what were we thinking? <laughs> um, there's not much to say other than this shot. This team is going to be young and fun, but also really, really terrible, right? I think I think they'll be yeah, because they're also going to tank. Who's your favorite rookie on this team? Oh well, I mean, I like um, I like Jalen Green the best, obviously, it's, but um, but you're not most intrigued by Shangun. <laughs> I mean, Shingun's interesting. I, I mean, the guy I'm more intrigued by is uh, Nix, though, because I feel like he, uh, uh, if he had, if he had, uh, I think he was going to go to UCLA last year. Well, I he believe. went to the Ignite instead and was right, right. out of shape apparently. And I think if he, I think oh. if he'd actually gone to UCLA, he would have been picked like twenty spots higher. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't advocate for that normally, but uh, yeah, Sean, I do think there's college. There's just a oh. certain amount of uh, being a point guard it only at takes, UCLA makes you famous. Well, it's no, there's just it only takes like, well, yes. Also, people from UCLA always get overdrafted, but also it only takes one GM or one owner who watched the tournament and falls in love with like one guy. Um, What Sopranos character are the Houston Rockets? This one's uh, to me. I was going to say Brennan Falone. That's <laughs> I if I wasn't gonna say Brendan Falone, I was gonna say that guy who shoots Christopher, those that idiot guy. Oh, oh, that's even better. Yeah, 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 yeah. what's that uh, guy's name? Uh, well, the guy who shoots him and lives is named Sean. <laughs> I don't remember what his last name is. Those two uh, meatheads that beat up the the stockbroker. Um. Uh, the guy's name is Sean. Uh, Gismonte, and then the other guy's name is Matthew Bevelacqua. Yeah, that's it. I think he's Mel- Matthew. The, Matthew, Matthew Bevelacqua. I had him confused. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Bevelacqua for sure. And I could see, like, also, you know that scene where Tony shoots him? And then he gets shot anyway. <laughs> and then they're like, actually, we need $5 from you. For your, um, your newsroom character. Uh, uh Wow, I've used all the young people. How do I do this? Um, Is anyone pregnant at the end? No. Um, What about like those those kids in Africa? You know what? I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say the Houston Rockets are Lily Hart, who is Clea Duvall's character. Uh, who's a whistleblower who leaks thousands of classified government documents. Wow. <laughs> um, well, that's our uh, review of the... Wait, South would you go, you going over or under? Oh, right. Uh, 27 and a half, I am taking the under. Yeah, Sean? There's, there's no reason for them to... Don't, like, shut it down if they get over 20 wins. Yeah. Um, Sean... 
that's it with our Southwest Division preview, but luckily, uh, we're just two idiots who don't know anything about basketball, but luckily, we had we know two guys who know a lot about basketball, the ins and outs, the analytics, the body composition, the contracts, the cap room. It's, of course, time for another edition of Slammed Up with Brett Slamson and this is Slam Up with Brett Sampson and Randy Ludue. Analytics, friendship, efficiency, and promo codes. These guys are fucking dorks. Welcome to the Slammed Up Basketball Podcast, the only analytics podcast that is embedded inside another uh, less analytical podcast i'm your host brett slamson and with me as often is randy ledoux randy how's it going um it's going okay i'm on my honeymoon we're on the darjeeling limited Mm -hmm. um we're supposed to be seeing my birth mother later this week but um unfortunately there's been a bit of a snafu on the train i don't know if we're gonna make it Oh, oh, what's what's going on with the train? I know last episode you went through uh dark territory and we had to bring in uh, uh a sixth man as you were even though he's a a third man. Uh although not the uh Orson Welles film where uh Harry Lyme was unfairly stigmatized for being a regular businessman and entrepreneur. I won't get into that right now. I'll save that for the movie podcast. But uh you're still on the train and you're you're trying to reach your birth mother. Well, I am still on the train. I don't know if we're going to be able to reach my birth mother because someone was murdered. And for reasons I can't explain, I've been tasked to um, solve it. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty exciting. I'm glad you're making time to podcast in the middle of your uh, locomotive uh, murder investigation. But uh, we do want to thank Stephen Subset Gauss for filling in last week uh very exciting check out his uh sub stack and uh obviously i guess and uh rainy well i i mean i hope things go well with the murder uh i am as you know uh, i think it, at this point i think it was hector mcqueen oh oh well that's pretty exciting don't I, uh, I said that well don't don't say it i mean you're, you're using your no- noise canceling microphone right i mean it might be it might be Princess Natalia, but I think it's Hector McQueen. Wow, what a what a diverse uh, group of passengers on that it might train. Might be Count Randolph. I don't know. I'm confused. All right, well, you know, uh, let's uh, let's put that analysis Dr. aside. Doctor Aberthnot, it might be him. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's, Pierre let's, Michelle, let's... it could be Pierre Michelle. Okay, Randy, shut the really fuck up. You need to you need to quiet down right now. This is a show about basketball and analytics, and it is not about your murder fantasies. This isn't a fantasy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll see about that. What if it was Mary Debenham? Randy, if you say one more uh, comically picky name, so help me, I will, I will ask them to derail that train. Cyrus Harper. Oh, you, you son of a... All right, well, we're going to... We're going to move on to the uh, the first team. We're talking about the Southwest Division right now, Randy. Uh, and uh, the Dallas Mavericks are our first team. 
Now, you and I were both torn on their new coaching hire. Uh, I don't like hiring a former player uh, instead of somebody with a graduate level degree in statistics. Uh, you you don't like Jason Kidd's defensive schemes. I don't like, look, as someone who has appeared in multiple World Series of Pokers, mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that they fired a gambler. No, no. But uh, what we no do believe. Knows, no one knows statistics like gamblers. That's true. That's why uh, every every sports network and sports telecast uh, gives information the only way that it can be understood in terms of an over-under, a winning percentage, or, uh, you know, a VIG. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what we need right now in 2021. Uh, now, I do like this about the hiring. I like a boss who berates his underlings. I like a boss who sends his players to the hospital. And I like... Uh, a player, a, a coach who rules with an iron fist and wages uh, psychological warfare on the locker room. You do dislike when people spill sodas, though. I hate it when people spill sodas. Uh, I hate it when people uh, question my authority. I hate it when people question any authority. And uh, I don't like anyone to tell me who I can and cannot throw pastries at. I once spilled a soda in the dollhouse and you took my security deposit away. I took your security deposit away. I took your dollhouse away, and uh, I made you. I made you sleep in that soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wouldn't let me clean it up. Nope, nope. I mean, look the using that uh, the Coca Cola uh, machine that I have that'll mix in any number of fifty five different flavors. That is a privilege and not a right. It's a it's a freestyle machine, not unlike your uh, your sexual proclivities. That's true. I, I like to hit buttons, and uh, sometimes I just like to pour uh, cherry syrup on my partner. Uh, all right, so what do you? What, so uh, let's let's move on to the next team. We've got the Memphis Grizzlies. But before we go to the Memphis Grizzlies, I want to talk about one of our new sponsors. Now, uh, oh boy, uh, our new sponsor is uh, NFL Jeopardy with John Gruden. Uh, Randy. Uh, they're they're fully paid. What do I what do I, I, don't I guess like we just where this is going. I guess we just read the copy. Uh no. okay. Uh maybe you've heard that John Gruden's NFL future is in jeopardy. Well, that is truer than you think. Merv Griffin Enterprises is proud to announce a new spin-off for the classic game of answers and questions, hosted by Las Vegas Raiders coach John Gruden. Well, Former Las Vegas Raiders coach John Gruden. Now, Jeopardy producer Mike Richards made an exhaustive search for NFL Jeopardy's all-important first host, and after a series of practice shows and a very long exchange of emails, they settled on John Gruden. Look, he's comfortable on TV, he shares the Jeopardy team's level of respect for women, and uh, he's got a lot to answer for. Now, NFL Jeopardy will have some twists from the classic game we all know and love. Contestants will receive a red flag they can throw to challenge controversial answers, because when you think of hiring John Gruden, you think of red flags. Now, Gruden insists that any contestant who kneels during the Jeopardy theme song will be banned from the show for life. That has not been consolidated in the rules yet. Uh, getting two daily doubles in one round will now be considered offsetting penalties, and neither will count. Randy, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, and we'll keep going. Uh, to bring the joy of the NFL rulebook to the Jeopardy world, uh, he adds that the show will not be pressured to hire. Uh, Randy, I'm not saying this word or the next. Don't just seven to twelve. Just keep going okay, uh, but if you don't watch the show, you're a pussy. 
Uh, now you can get a free preview of NFL Jeopardy with promo code Alex Trebek was my sexual role model. It is easy to remember. I talk about it on the podcast all the time. Unfortunately, you do. And if you are one of the first 100 people to subscribe, you'll receive the Girls of Sony Pictures Television 2022 calendar. And this copy insists, I remind you, it is a hard, hard R. That's the rating of the calendar is a hard, hard R. Uh, also, Coach Gruden himself sent me an email follow-up, and it is, uh, well, this is clearly a photo from a gynecologist's office. All right. NFL Jeopardy with John Gruden. It will never be canceled. All right. Thank you, NFL Jeopardy. I, I'm not totally sure that's going to be a show, Randy. You should mention you were on Mike Richards' podcast that got him unhired from it is true. It is true. We were talking dating strategies. Uh, I talked about the way that uh, he and I had together mathematically uh, solved dating with our friend Dean, the draft expert. So uh, shouts to Dean. All right, let's move on. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies are our next team. Uh, now, they have made the move of trading for Stephen Adams. I want to talk a little bit about Stephen Adams right now. He is from uh New Zealand a little bit old he is past the line where I would normally want to get a player he is 28 years old which means he is on the downside of his career just teetering on the edge of basically dead basically dead but uh here's what I like his father Sid Adams he was six foot 11 he was in the Royal Navy and he fathered 18 children with five women now that is just that is just incredible uh you know, the the sexual activity, uh, the potency of his seed, uh, the the he's got he's got uh, an Olympic gold medalist in his family. Uh, there's a para athlete in the Paralympics. I believe he may have intentionally uh, injured that child. That that is something on Wikipedia. I'm not sure that that's true, but just uh, a coxman like that. You've got to have that kind of sexual raw sexual energy on a team, and I I do think it will help the Grizzlies to uh, decut themselves in the next season. Okay, um, I personally think um they need to take Kyle Anderson out back and um just say send him to where all the old Spurs roam. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying. Uh, he'll he'll make the uh he'll make the slow dribble drive. That you never return from. To the, to the, yes. Not unlike uh, the Inuit people. Put him mm-hmm. on an ice flow and just wave mm-hmm. goodbye. So put it out in the so mighty you make Mississippi. $9.9 million and you can't shoot! You've got to put him on a, they should put him on a raft that, uh, you know, like the, like the chicken one that my friend Grimes uh, tried to sail down the Mississippi. All right, moving on to the New Orleans Pelicans. And before we talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, I mean, I think we both know what we're going to say about that. Trade Zion! Uh, trade Zion the now. It's only going to have trade value. The body composition's terrible. Uh, he's already overpaid for the amount of uh, switchiness he provides. Uh, he can't, only... can't switch! He's basically It's really Kyle the only Anderson. time they're possibly going to be able to get value from him. So uh, I, I really think that that's uh, that's only thing to do. But what I want to talk about instead, they're not controversial. What I what I don't like is uh, people canceling a great man, a great historical figure. Uh, I am, of course, talking about Genghis Khan. Uh, 
You know, he's he's some people don't want to celebrate him because he is a, a, a murderer. He uh, he had some sexual improprieties, but uh, he was the great Khan. He was he was leading the Mongol horde across the steppes. He uh, for better or for worse, we are living in the post Genghis era. And uh, the fact that schools want to uh, get rid of critical Mongol theory, I think, is pretty ridiculous. And uh, I'll have more of that on the the paid Patreon. And, of course, I, I, I'll have uh, a lot of TikToks on the subject as well. I'm sorry. I missed that. I was crawling through uh, a pair of leather gloves looking for hairs. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to you've got to really focus on this podcast and not your I'm forensics. Sorry. Although well, that's that's important. I, I like that you're you're getting down and dirty. They uh, were Linda Arden's gloves. Yeah. So uh, we you got to these pelicans. Uh, yeah, they got they got a trade Zion. I mean, it's 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 already a little too late, but I think they could still probably recover a little bit of value from uh, a team that is less analytics savvy. Uh, moving on to the San Antonio Spurs. Now, uh, now, Randy, I, I, I am thinking that uh, Greg Frodovich is hopefully on his way out. He can't win in the playoffs. He loses all the time as an overdog, and I believe he is being propped up by the uh, liberal NBA analytics community. On the plus side, they did get rid of DeMar DeRozan, the worst player in NBA history. We hate him. We hate him. Bad uh, contract. No shooting. Shoots from the mid range, the, the the filthiest place you can shoot for him. Uh, he's a tweener. If I ran this league, Demar Derozan would have to pay me to play in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, as as we know, we hate capital letters in the middle of anyone's name. So uh, you know, yeah, you could keep them lowercase, just like Trevion Graham, our favorite player in NBA history, does. Uh, but I, I'm I'm glad that he's out. Uh, unfortunately, some of their young players, uh, Derek White, is already headed for the glue factory. They're going to have to accelerate this if they they got rid of uh, some very aged players, but they didn't they didn't cut it off. Derek White is essentially, if this were a zombie movie, he's the person who got bit and is hiding it from the rest of the people. He is about to turn, and, and they it's need to contagious. Get rid of him. You got to get him away. From you got to get him out. Cell. You got to clear the area. I All do right. say I love Josh Primo. Anytime you can draft the a, a child who is not supposed to get drafted, by oh, him, yeah. according to any experts, it's a I mean, win. It's, it's almost an abduction. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to have to, before we finish out the division, I'm going to have to talk about uh, one of our new sponsors. And uh, I have to sing this part. Uh, 1-877-SHIRTS-FOR-KID. S H I R T S shirts for kid one eight seven seven shirts for kid donate your shirt today. You uh, can do better. All right. One eight seven seven shirts for kid S H I R T S shirts for kid one eight seven seven shirts for kid. Donate your shirt today. Solve uh, this murder on this train. Wait, wait, what? No, no, we we have to. We can't do it in the ad reads, or the check won't clear. Randy, okay. So this is uh shirts for kid. Uh, this is a charity service where you donate your extra shirts to Dallas Mavericks head coach Jason Kidd. And as recent photos will show you, he is really struggling. He is 
at the absolute bottom of the barrel when it comes to shirt wearing. Uh, he's he's hurting in apparel. Uh, the real question is what happened to his shirts? Well, they don't know it's shirts for kid. Maybe he lost them in a divorce settlement. Uh, maybe they were all in the back seat of his SUV when he wrapped it around a telephone pole. Maybe they were murdered by Miss Debenham. I, I you need to shut your mouth. Uh, maybe Jason was so verbally abusive to his shirts, they retired from fashion uh, to become a professional skateboarder. Now, Jason goes through a lot of shirts. He probably spills a soda on one of the shirts two or three times a game. Uh, first, it was to try to get free timeouts, and now he just can't stop. He loves the feeling of an ice-cold soda seeping through a gigantic collar. Uh, one other issue is uh, apparently he donated a lot of his wardrobe to uh, Steve Wynn's wife. Uh, we heard that when he was the Olympic train was training in Las Vegas, he lost his shirt at the Wynn Casino. So uh, I guess that that's probably part of the problem. Now, uh, if you use promo code irreconcilable differences, now that is that is easy to remember. We talk about it all the time on the podcast. Uh, Mark Cuban will match your donation up to three Ed Hardy shirts and one Tommy Bahamut. That's not it's not a bad deal. One eight seven seven shirts for kids. Uh, donate your shirt today, uh, but it is probably your shirt is probably not going to last more than a year and a half. All right, uh, Randy, we got our last team in the Southwest Division. Are you ready? Say that again, Randy. We're going to our last team. No, no, the, the part, the ready, ready. It rhymes with cassetti. Hold on. Edward Ratchet is John Cassetti. He murdered Daisy Armstrong. Wow, that's uh, these are. I, I mean, that that I've sounds amazing. The case. Well, shouldn't shouldn't you be summing this up before a group of the passengers? Sorry. Okay, well, keep going. Well, okay, well, uh, you know, you should also you should also put on a mustache before you do that. Uh, summing up, it's very important. All right, uh, final team is the Houston Rockets. Uh, Randy, I'm very excited about the moves this team made. Of course you are. Oh, they got they got they got four five rookies. Five rookies, five young young rookies. Oh, I I have to say, Randy, I want to I want to take this team. I want to put them on a plane and I want to fly them to a private island. That's how young they are. Just a lot of potential there. Got rid of the old guys. Well, you're Cornstone. Yeah, he's uh he's there. He's almost like uh he's the beard. For the team. You know what I mean? That's that's the guy they, they put front and center so you don't know the age of all the other people. I'll tell you what I like. They sent John Wall to the glue factory. Oh, yeah. He he won't be back again. That contract, that age, that injury history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get out of here forever. Sad to say he's gone away. He won't be back for many a day. Well, you know, we, we might. We might be able to finally uh, return to you know you got you that that's a great idea, Randy. Uh, we should talk about this uh, off podcast, but uh, if there's one way to get back onto that Tillman yacht, you know, you and I both were on uh, Boardwalk One at that Fourth mm-hmm. of July celebration in uh, Galveston, Texas. But if we want to be on the 2022 Cinco de Mayo party on the other yacht, also named Boardwalk. Uh, we have to save he him some money. Favor. Maybe he'll hire Herr Hildegard Schmidt 
from this train I'm on to be the chef on Boardwalk 2. Wow, it, it really sounds like a lot of these passengers have a mist, have a, have a secret. I guess it's up to you to unravel them, but uh, there's actually no secret about what's going to happen to this Southwest Division. Uh, they're going in the toilet. Yep. Terrible. All right. Well, that's it for us, uh, for our Southwest Division preview here on Slammed Up. Uh, for Randy Ledoux, I'm Brett Slams, and telling you, solve a murder and kill off your highest paid player. Did did they just solve a murder? I, I don't even want to get into it, but um, I mean, good for the, I'm. I don't know. I guess it's a true crime analytics podcast now. <laughs> well, Sweet. Sean, that's our episode. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I'm, uh, oh, yeah. You can check out some of my writing on goldenstateofmind.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, is, are there any announcements a suspended Twitter user wants you to make? Oh, that's true. Uh, that's good. We'll put it on our podcast. Corbin A. Smith, the bad boy of social media. Suspended uh, from Twitter. The Laura Loomer of the Roundball Rock podcast-o-matic universe. Uh, he, he wanted to announce that uh, Turtle Pod Hangout is taking a little hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're so not... He can focus on writing. He's going to focus on writing. Which in turn um, is uh, focusing on making the, the football Corbin Smith uh, insane. I think he called um, Bill Belichick Dick Cheney in an article for the Daily Beast. <laughs> I believe this, that's what so, happened, yeah. So uh, you never know what's going to happen. I, I wonder if he is going to get to the point where uh, NFL Films is essentially uh, Lenny Riefenstahl. But I don't know. He's going to be in the lab. So, uh, but Turtle Post, Turtle Pond Hangout will be back. On hiatus. They say it will be back sooner or later, uh-huh. and maybe it'll be back in a totally new form. As know. for me, you can always follow me on Twitter, at Frankie Muniz, where on October 2nd, I tweeted, You guys will never guess what I'm doing next year, dot, dot, dot. I'm going to bet we never get that announcement. Sean, <laughs> did you write a song? I did. I did. This is, uh, this is about the Houston Rockets, and I did it with uh, my good friends in the Beatles. Uh, the song's called No Christian Wood. All right. Uh, Patreon.com slash roundrockpod at roundrockpod on Twitter, roundrockpod at gmail.com or call us on the phone in the description of the episode. Uh, trust the process. Trust and, the process. Uh, shut it down. Let's all go home because we're not vaccinated? Question mark? I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I'm also I'm also vaccinated. I want to sign the deal. Oh, should I say they're going to deal me? They had some cat room Detroit is no good No Christian wood I asked Houston to sign and trade And they gave me the bank Then Harden demanded a trade And we started to tank So I tried to survive With James at strip clubs 
playing with scrubs Thought we'd make the first round And then we'd choke Tillman is broke I asked how to help out, they told me pretend to be hurt And then Tillman tried to take a kidney from Cavus Levert And by MLK Day, I was alone, this beard had flown So I fired up lots of shots, they charge us for food no Christian word Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ The future isn't scary not realizing its potential however could be just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.